What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to a journey of transformation empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book, that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1. The Power Matrix. A master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation. Authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr. Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix, today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. I know. I I like that, Grace. Go ahead. Thank you, Thank you so much. <laughs> well, now, before we get started, as Grace has posted in chat, today is a national holiday. Today was the day that Mr. Phil Sorrentino blessed the world with his human experience. So let's all wish Mr. Phil Sorrentino a happy and amazing birthday today. Happy birthday, Mr. Phil. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. So, Miss Susan, if you could just kindly post your cash app in the chat, 
so we can all wish Mr. Phil a happy birthday today. Okay, it's my cash app, but I promise it'll go to him. <laughs> yeah, my friend, her birthday was back was on the 28th, and she had something in her house. Her birthday was last Friday, and she had something at her home Saturday, so I went. And I said, do you have a cash app? She said, no, I don't do things like that. But my husband asked one, so I gave sent, sent her some money. It was, it was $20. And he looked and messing with it. He said, yeah, Grace sent you $3. I said, wait, don't do me like that. <laughs> so I know Miss Susan won't do me like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Prophet, I see the locks drawing out. I remember when you started them. Okay, come on, lock gang. <laughs> okay. Be praying for me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have a I have my coffee this morning. So are y'all ready to get started? Because today uh -oh. uh -oh. we're talking about overcoming the fear of failure and the role of resilience. And we're on our journey of transcending inconsistency. Now, just quick review. We've discussed the fact that inconsistencies are actually a part of life. How you perceive them determines if those inconsistencies, if you, if you make those inconsistencies toxic or if you use those inconsistencies to build and grow and become whatever it is you are always becoming. So when it comes to overcoming the fear of failure, I will be the first one to raise my hand. Who has a fear of failure? <laughs> Renee <laughs> Renee ran to take care of so fast I know I had to do a light jog <laughs> <laughs> quick aside uh, Miss Susan put her cash app in chat so for those of you who would like to wish Mr. Phil Sorrentino a happy birthday just go and click that click that you know go and copy and paste and send what you send okay all right Overcoming the fear of failure. I'll be the first to say that the fear of failure pauses me in my tracks. And it's crazy because deep down inside, I know I can do it. I was that kid who knew whatever I wanted, whatever I desired, I always got as a kid. I was spoiled. I got everything I needed and everything I wanted. But if I set my mind to something, I always got it. If I auditioned for a play, I made the play. If I had a competition, I aced my competition. I was in UIL piano competitions for years and they come every three years. And every three years, I got rewarded the superior rating. And, and I did all three categories in piano, gospel, duet, and contemporary. I did all three. And I got superior ratings in all three. Um when I was ready to have a kid I had it when I didn't want it I didn't have it when if there was something someone or someplace I wanted to be at I got it but I also realized that in that my motives and my law of attraction because of where my mindset was I me turned things toxic So your perception is a big deal when it comes to everything, but the fear of failure, who 
who told who gave us that i have a question go ahead miss question comment okay so like yourself i've never really been afraid of anything ever in my entire life um I had a fear of things when I got into um, that abusive relationship. Fear really started there for me. So recently, I haven't been feeling fear. I've been feeling, I, I don't know if it's a secret sense of fear or what it is um, that failure I don't, I don't know what it is but I believe that it that it can be because it's stopping me from doing things that I want to do and I've never been there before you mm -hmm. know if, if I do the best that I can that's how I've always operated regardless of what's happening However, since there have been things happening, like, um, like for, for instance, the t-shirts, okay, trying to make sure I get them done, get them circulated, but something's blocking. So it, is there a chance that there could be a secret sense of fear of failure? And if so, how do I combat that? Because it's strange to me. And, and I'm not playing. I ain't got time. Uh, me and Fia, we wrestle them down, get it out the way. So I just need the knowledge to move forward. Al, thank you for your absolutely wonderful question. I'm going to respond from my, my thoughts. I'm not saying this is what it is, but I'm going to speak from my personal experience. I can't speak from anywhere else but my personal experience. You never have fear of doing anything. And you just go at it. And when you go at it, you get it. But now something is stopping you. It could be a multiple of things. But the one that pops in my head the loudest is the fear of success. You've been beaten down and broken down for so long that being successful, is, it, can, it can be scary. Because while there's a fear of failure, unfortunately, I battle with both, the fear of failing and the fear of succeeding. Because I fear failing, I don't move. But because I fear succeeding, I don't move. What if this doesn't work? But what if it does work? If it does work, that means that I actually am who I believe I am. But if it doesn't work, I'm a fraud. And you have to have, you have to 
well, not you have to, but what I've done is I've paused and I've asked myself, why am I afraid of this? Like, I have all of the confidence in the world that no matter what I do, I'm going to get it done. But what if I actually get it done? What if it actually works? What if I actually become the person I see myself becoming? What does that mean? Can I handle it? I and think right there, right there, what you just said, right there in that space. Mm. I, I think that you, you hit something right there because it's not, like I said, the, the fear of failure and all that. I, I, I've never been there before. But what if I, what if I succeed and, and I cannot handle, and I can't handle it? When you said that, it, 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 it moves something. What if I can't handle it? Something that Antonio T. Smith Jr. said to me um, a year and so ago, when I first began with you all, with the jury, and he said, one of the worst things you can do is not be ready. Are you ready? Because you have to be in a place where you're able to make the demands. And I think that that is part of it. Oh, I got a headache. That's just, wow. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. I'm blacking back out because I'm on a run. <laughs> okay. I also, thank you, Miss Sandra. Thank you so much. I also want to present another aspect to everyone. If you actually remove the battle of the what ifs, and you actually become who you know you are capable of becoming and you are living in your purpose. How many of that scares the hell out of you? How many of that, it, that, scared, that thought scares the hell out of you? Okay, I got three. What I have learned and realized in my questions, because I question a lot of stuff. I don't question a lot of stuff out loud. I, I ask God a lot of questions. I ask the universe a lot of questions. And my fear of failure is because I know what I can do. But my fear of success is stronger than my fear of failure. Because if I succeed... If I do everything that's in this little yellow-headed brain of mine, that means that I've released everything that was holding me back. And that means I've released 
every concept that I held tight to me about who I am. That means that I decided to elevate my mindset and think a lot differently than I used to. And the fear of releasing concepts, the fear of releasing things that are in my subconscious scares the hell out of me because I've lived with it for 40 years. Antonio tells us all the time. Um, I'm trying to remember how to, uh, to do what you've never done and to, well, I'm paraphrasing, to do what you've never done and to get where you've never been, you have to do things differently. Grace, he says it in a certain other kind of way and I'm trying to catch it. It's at the tip of my, um, something about what got you here. Yeah, won't get you there. Won't get you there. But what got me here, I survived. I don't know how to get there because I don't know what that is. That that famil that familiarity that I probably said that wrong, but it's okay. <laughs> that familiarity of I became familiar with the toxic side of me. And I've been living in that for years. So to release that is scary because it's my known struggle. But to get to where I want to go, that's scarier because I know this stuff. I don't know that stuff. I don't know what that takes. I know what it took to get me here. I know the battles that I had to fight. I know the walls that I had to break down. And that was a struggle. That was hard. But what got me here won't get me there. So my, feel, my fear of failure comes into factor when it comes to what if I can't elevate to get there? And it pauses me in my tracks. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. It took me eight years just to get to this point to be able to talk to y'all and actually share my fears. Eight years. Well, technically eight and a half, but still, it took me that long to get. Thank you, Uncle Romy Ron. It took me that long to get here. And the thought of going down that road again puts knots in my stomach. Because do you know how many times I failed to get here? And failing, <sighs> failing sucks, okay? It sucks. I'll say it. It sucks. I don't want to do that stuff again. Ain't the word I wanted to use, but I'm keeping it PG this morning. It sucks. But then you have to ask yourself the question. 
is my purpose stronger than my fear? And y'all hear me say this all the time, but it goes. This is when Exodus 14, 14, I've gotten this far in the last like few weeks, or actually a month or so, just on that scripture alone. Exodus 14, 14. So when I start getting fearful, when I start feeling like, okay, I don't know if I can do this. When I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I can do this, but I'm scared. I don't feel like fighting anymore. I'm tired of fighting. Now I'm 40. So I know everybody who is older than me, when I say I'm tired of fighting, I I feel like that's a little little bit stronger in y'all than it is in me. Because you've been fighting a lot longer than me. And when I tell you I'm tired of fighting, that is an understatement. And I don't want to fight anymore. So I had to le- I had to start leaning strongly on my spirituality. I had to start leaning strongly on everything I've learned about God, about the universe, meditation, the elements, whatever you, the ancestors, whatever you think of, I had to start leaning strongly on that because I can't fight alone. And while I have people around me that will fight with me, we still feel like we're alone sometimes. Miss Susan tell me all the time, yeah, I've been there, done that. If you need me to, if you need somebody to talk to call me I've been there I've done that I built a business with my significant other while still married with having kids no that stuff ain't easy but I got you just call me I got grace d you all right yeah no I ain't good today but I will be all right you sure yes ma'am okay because she know when I'm ready I'm gonna talk to her I know I can call Uncle Roman Rome and be like, Uncle Roman Rome, I'm ready to throw these hands. And he's going to be like, okay, look, calm down. <laughs> I know I can call Mr. Donya. Mr. Donya be like, is it worth it? You come too far, is it worth it? I know I can call Talisha and Renee and they'll be like, uh, Gee, what is it you always tell us? They're going to they gonna do what we do to Antonia. They're going to throw my teachings back at me. Well, D, you told me. Don't minimize yourself. Renee's already done it. I'd be like, dang it. <laughs> Don't remind me what I told you. <laughs> I know everybody's here for me. Prophet done told something. Prophet done told me stuff on, on the call. And I'd be sitting here like, Wow, he told me something about Don. I'm still trying to figure that stuff out. He told me, I can't remember, he's not Jacob, not David. He told me Don was somebody. Um, I, I'm trying to remember. Joseph? It was somebody who made a big impact and it scared the hell out of me. I ain't gonna lie. I think it was Joseph. I don't remember. This, but it scared the hell out of me. So you telling me that I'm responsible for somebody that's gonna make a huge change in the world? I can't even get myself straight. (laughs) 
What's really going on? Damn. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you i'm trying to be quiet over here because i'm making bread i'm making breakfast for profit you pulling into my driveway and i don't appreciate it if i had on a wig i would have took it off um but i can say you know um there's probably was talking to me this this morning because i said i said sometimes it's a fight for me to stay positive. I said sometimes it is a it is a fight and I try to stay positive. But then there's sometimes where it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like like when you're in a boxing ring and you feel like stuff is coming and you could you could kind of dunk on some of them. You can kind of slip it and some, but then there's some things they come in it and it hits and it's like, ooh. Yeah, you gotta step back like, from it. <laughs> I'm like, it. yo, woo. Like it kind of got me, kind of got me right here in my ribs. I was like, okay, that that hurt, that hit me today. And sometimes I, it's hard to stay positive. But then Jay was ministering to me. That's why we was we was almost like getting on crazy weird news this morning because because he was like, like Renee, there's somebody, there's somebody out there that that needs that needs you that needs what you have to say you know and he was like like Renee you were young when your when your mother when your mother passed but somebody needs to know that it's possible you know what I'm saying and and I was like and I said oh because I I have um I have doubted myself countless times where I said I don't know if I can do this and then there's some things where I'm like boy Okay, I can't I can do it. It was it was it's like that shirt you that I that I said I'm gonna do. I was like it was in me all along, but just sometimes I just I just didn't know that it was there. Um but certain things when they come up, it's like okay, and you see what is really in you all along. Sometimes I, I be wondering, um, especially in business, and I'm like, man. Am I, can I, can I even do this? But, but then, you know, um, and then when I do, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm surprised. But then I find that people that are around me are never surprised. I'm never surprised. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, what in the musical mayonnaise? Like you knew all along and I had no idea. So it's, it's, um, it's amazing because, you know, when you have people that are like, yeah, we know, we know what's, what's in you and you are still figuring it out. I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> but things that I seem to do, it does not shock Jay because he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you know now, Renee. But I already, and I'm like, you, you, okay. That's all I could say because that's all that comes to mind. But it's, I'm, I'm, I guess in a way, I'm still understanding the element of who I am because I'm just like, there's so many things I know about myself, but there's some things that I'm like, oh, but I know this, and I, I second guess myself because I'm like, well, I don't know, Renee, and and I'm, I'm like. But I know that when I really, when I move and I decide to move, that's been the story of my of my life 
you guys, my mom got got sad because she read those books and they said that I was supposed to be walking by the age of one. And I was one and I hadn't walked yet. And you guys, the day after my first birthday, mom said, Renee, you walked. Mm -hmm. And I and she was like, she, she said, Renee, I knew it then that you do things in your season and in your timing. And when you do it, you completely blow, blow it up but you do it in your season and your timing. And I've seen that ever since then, ever since you were one. And I could still say that even now. I'll be like, sometimes it takes longer to catch, but when you catch it and you truly stop feeling around with it, and I'm still learning that. I'm like, okay, if I really get pissed off enough, watch out. But sometimes it's the level of getting pissed off that sometimes I'm like, I need to hurry up with that because I'm sitting on too much stuff. I'm sitting on too many billion dollar ideas. So just wanted to share. No, thank you for sharing. You and me both. Let me tell you something. Don was the same way. Go ahead, Mr. Phil. Well, I know for sure the first time I've ever heard these two things put together is on my 72nd birthday. Miracle mayonnaise. Never heard those two put together before. That's interesting. But you're born with two fears. Number one, fear of loud noises. Because what good can, as we were developing, what good came out of loud? If it was a loud noise, it was usually bad. And then the second thing is interesting is fear of falling. But it's falling is what learn teaches us how to walk. All walking is, is controlled falling. You're falling forward and you're controlling it. You're falling forward and you're controlling it. So that fear of falling helps us to actually was the reason why we learned how to walk straight up. Hmm. Miracle mayonnaise. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Phil. Thank you very much. I've learned. Because for what Renee was saying, everything she said was on point. Once she got past the fear of failure, she was like, you know what? Bump this. I'm going to do it. It got done. All of us are the same way. But it's it's that barrier between. It's that barrier between getting started and getting there, that barrier right there. There's something that happens. And. I've been living by Exodus 14, 14 for like two months now. And the reason I keep bringing it up, because for me, it's the answer that solves all problems. If you have a fear of failure, Exodus 14, 14. If you have a fear of success, Exodus 14, 14. If you're ready to go blow up a house, Exodus 14, 14. Diana, why don't you, you or, or uh, Grace read what it actually says so people really can get it? No, no, I got y'all. I got y'all. And I'm going to do it in the message version because that has become my favorite. That That is my favorite one because it's just straightforward work to the point. It don't, it don't sugarcoat. It don't talk in riddles. I got you. Thank you so much. See, that's why I finished with Miss Adonia, my big sister. I'm going to share it on the screen so you can see it. And it reads, Exodus 14, 14 message version god will fight the battle for you and you 
<laughs> Keep your mouth shut. Now, at first, I ain't gonna lie. I took that as in. I want to go off on somebody. Because they right at this moment, they got me all the way messed up. That's how I took it. But then I was like, but what if I applied that to this? What if I applied that to that? I'm scared of success because of this. Exodus 14, 14, God will fight that battle for you. You just shut your mouth. You don't say nothing. You put your head down and you work. So when he call your name, Miss Sandra, you will be ready. Thank you for that. Can I tell you why I wanted you to do that? Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. It, the biggest thing about it is, is this. I had to, for years, I was that person that just, you know, just everything, poor me, poor me, poor me, poor me, poor me. You know, it was just, and it was a fear of failure. I expected failure. But here's what I had to learn. And it, I'm, I'm good at it. I don't say that arrogantly. I'm proud of me at this point in my life, even though it took me a long time to get here. I already expect to fail, but here's why. And I guarantee you, there is not a person on this earth. I don't care how much money they have. I don't care how old they are. I don't care what where they came from, what their culture is. You have to fail in order to learn. There are lessons inside that failure. Now that I understand that, and I'll get mad for a moment, but I stay mad for a moment. And then I realize, okay, that didn't work. There's a reason it didn't work. It's trying to tell you something. Go seek more information. You're not quite ready yet. Your concept is not a good concept. There's another one out there waiting for you. Go ask some questions. Sit down and think through. It didn't work. What could it possibly be? If you don't know, go ask somebody else. I tried this. It didn't work. You got any suggestions? It's making you think and go seek and search and maybe shut up because God's trying to tell you something. And that once I got that, I, I very rarely, if ever, am depressed. Very rarely, if ever, yeah, I'm frustrated. But I can get out of it really quickly by acknowledging, okay, because it's kind of my friend now. Okay, you want to act like that? I see you. Acknowledge it, I see it. And then say, it's a moment. And whatever story I'm telling myself to make myself, oh, my God, I can't do this. And everything's always wrong, blah, blah, blah. I say, there you go again. You're nagging at yourself, move it on. And I can eventually, it don't take moments anymore for me to just to move it on because I know where I'm at. And I'm saying, stop being there, get your butt up. You don't like sitting in that chair, go get another chair. And things will be different. Thank you so much, Miss Adonia. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. Because once you overcome fear, you you write into resilience. Because you understood, okay, this was a setback. What lesson do I need to learn from this? All right, I learned the lesson. Now let me go. You know, when people say my bounce back strong. Well, if they did not understand or learn the lesson, they bounce back going to be strong right back into what they just came out of. Now they bouncing back strong and back right back into the same fight. I'd like you say bounce back. Everybody's bounce back. It may take two days. Don't be mad because, you, you know, 24 hours later, you still feel how you feel. You might need another extra day or two. Just don't stay there. You don't belong there. Don't stay there. It's not there for you to stay. It's there for you to get a lesson. And if you keep acting stubborn, God will say, okay, I'm going to let you sit, but sit here for a while. You won't cry and be a baby. Sit here for a while. And then when you're ready, then call me. Come talk to me. Come on. He said, I done told you I will fight your battle. What you crying for? 
And, and one of the things that I've learned when it comes to resilience is in, I learned this lesson reading The Untethered Soul. And I believe that was one of another wonderful books that Mr. Phil recommended. In The Untethered Soul, when you don't release emotions, it just cycles around inside of you. That's positive emotions and negative emotions. The positive aspect of it is, ooh, I loved that so much, I don't want to let that go. So you just let that keep cycling inside of you and there's no room for anything new to come in. So you don't get another, you don't get to experience another level of that positivity that made you so happy. Because you're still trying to harbor the last one you just had because it felt so good, you don't want to let it go. But if you release it, it comes back to you. And it's the same with the negative. If you don't, if you don't release it, if you don't acknowledge it, it just cycles around. And you have no room for anything else. On the positive end of it, People have babies and they just keep having them. Not everybody has the same motive, but some people do it because of the joy they experience while pregnant. I'm not going to lie. I almost made that mistake. After I had done, I was ready for the next one because I wanted four total. Let's do it. Let's get them out here. I don't know. We done already started this baby. Let's keep it going. I know Uncle Romy Rome. I know. But it's because I enjoyed my pregnancy so much that I wanted to hold on to that experience. And I would have put myself in a cycle that would have destroyed all the kids that I had. But because I enjoyed the experience and then I released the experience, I have more joy now because I am a, I now have room to enjoy the human being experience that is Donald Mitchell. Let's go to the negative side. There's a story in the book, The Untethered Soul, of a gentleman who was driving down the street or well, the highway. He was driving, he was happy, having a wonderful experience, and then I don't remember the I don't remember the color of the Mustang, so I'm just gonna color it myself. There was a gold Mustang that drove up next to him, looked just like his girlfriend's, like identical to hers. And he looked in, and on the passenger side, he saw a woman that looked just like his girlfriend in it. But on the driver's side, there was another man. And when he realized that that was his girlfriend in her gold Mustang with another man driving it broke his heart years later years later he's driving down that same highway he's happy he's excited he has his wife next to him got his kids in the backseat they all singing while they're driving down the highway and this mustang not a gold mustang but a mustang that looked just like his ex-girlfriend's was right next to him. And he looked. And in the passenger side was a woman. And on the driver's side was a man. 
And because he didn't release that emotion the first time he experienced it, right there in the car with his wife and his children, he went through the emotions of the heartache all over again, like it just happened. Because he never released the emotion. So now what I do is I acknowledge the fact that I'm pissed off. I acknowledge the fact that I'm hurt. I acknowledge the fact that I want to scream at the top of my lungs. I acknowledge the fact that I am feeling a little depressed right now. I give it a voice. And then I have a conversation. I understand that you are hurting right now. Go through that emotion. Give it a voice. And then let's let it go so we can move forward. That's the conversation I have with myself. Because in order for me to overcome fear, the fear of anything, fear of failure, fear of success, I have to have these conversations with myself because I am in a human experience. So I have to acknowledge that. And then I go, Exodus 14, 14. Yeah, I'm hurt right now, but I'm not going to fight this battle. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to move in silence. And when God, the universe tells me, get up and move, I'm going to be ready. Exodus 14, 14 is what I use as my resilience. The conversation I have with myself is what I use for my fear because I have to acknowledge it. If I don't acknowledge it, I lock it in me and it just keeps like we're, we just have like all these balls bouncing back and forth inside of us and there's no space for anything else. And I want my experience here to be absolutely amazing. So I want to make room for everything else. So I need to release that. Renee says something. She said, have everybody else sees in me what I'm having trouble seeing in myself. Let me tell y'all something. When I talk to Miss Susan after I do a call, she always tell you, without fail, she always tells me, you did an amazing job. I'm proud of you. And you always do an amazing job. But every time she tell me that, I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Because I feel like my mama telling me I'm proud of you, baby. She Every time, y'all. Miss Susan told me the day she met me over the phone. There's something about you. Do I believe it for myself? No, because I don't see it. But she tell me every time. Never fails. Because once I see it in myself, I'm going to hit y'all with something. Once I see it in myself, once I know better, I got to do better. I got to do better. So we purposely blind ourselves with fear so we don't have to do better.
it's now time. Ouch. You know, let, let me rephrase that. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, I felt the up. I was going to say, I, I put like, that on Ooh. y'all. Let me put it on myself. <laughs> I mean, think about it. If I keep saying Exodus 14, 14, that means I know better. The universe, God scares the hell out of me. I've read too much. I've learned too much. And I, I've experienced too much for it not to scare the hell out of me. So when I heard Exodus 14, 14, I knew clearly whoever was telling the... Mr. Antonio, Tony Antonio's dad was saying something was going on and a man who does not normally talk to him just walked up to him and said that to him. But what was for him was for me. Because I realized that was God telling me, look, I tell God all the time, you know, this child, you know, you got to come down here and tell me to my face what you want me to do, because until then, I'm not moving. Okay, because what you do, what you telling me to do, that's too much. I don't want to do that. That requires too much. So when he said that, because I was my fear, my fear of failure and my fear of success are all bound into the fight. And I don't want to because I'm tired of fighting. Mind you, the fight that I have been fighting has nothing to do with my fight for my purpose. The fight that I've been fighting is the fight to protect me from the world. And I'm tired because I can't live in my purpose if I'm protecting myself from where my purpose lies. So now that I know better, it all falls in line with, okay, you know the laws of the universe. You have read too much and studied too much in this good book. And when you combine all of that, because to me, God in the universe is one. When I talk to God, I talk to the universe. And let me tell you something, Exodus 14, 14, when Mr. Antonio said that, I was, I ain't gonna lie, I I was, I was multitasking, I was multitasking, and I stopped in my tracks, I said, hold on, wait, 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 I need you to repeat that, I need you to repeat that, because I knew it was for me, that was God, that was God universe telling me, stop worrying about the fight i will fight for you you just need to shut your mouth and stop fighting so i can fight for you like i've been telling you if you be quiet i can fight better than you ever could whatever you think You fighting against whatever you think you can conquer, I can conquer it better and faster than you ever could. So shut up, sit down, and let me do my job.
And when I do that, nothing else exists. I feel like I'm going to lose my son. Exodus 14, 14. Don't worry about that stuff. It'll come to you. I feel like I'm going to lose my mind. Exodus. Wait a minute. Who said? That was Mr. Mr. Phil said. Or he, he I, can't, I can't remember if he said it or if he directed us to where to find it. But the man said. To follow God is to something about being mindless. So lose your mind. I, I know I didn't say that right, Mr. Phil. I know I didn't. Can you can you help us with this, please? You can't find God with your mind. You can only find God with your heart. Therefore, to find God, we all must lose our mind. Jerusalem Bible says, be still. Shut up and sit down. Let me fight your battle. See? Watch it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Phil. Thank you. Conquering fear of any kind and resilience is all tied into your spirituality. Go ahead, Talisha. I think what Phil said and what you just said it ties into my gift as well, because I notice when I have things going on that I want to do, it always starts with my heart. It is never in my mind. It, it goes from the heart and then into my mind. The thoughts start coming, the ideas start flowing, but it starts in my heart first. So I know it's love and I know it's God guiding me. So thank you. You just put the pieces all together. <laughs> Woo. Don't you worry about a thing, mama, because I'll be standing on your side when they check it. Sweet. Oh, and happy birthday, Mr. Phil. Thank you. If you really want to overcome fear, if you really want to be resilient, have a strong understanding of who you are and whose you are. This universe will fight your battles for you. Antonio has taught us about the laws of the universe, the laws of money. There are laws to everything, natural laws and laws we create. Those natural laws, I'm a, I'm, I am very, and they're all biblical. Like, if you just take a second and pay attention to what you read in the good book and then take a second and pay attention to the laws of the universe, them suckers is the same. And when I got that understanding, I realized I'm, I am unstoppable when I release the human experience. Not as in don't go through it, but as in when I release the toxicity of the human experience, I can do amazing things. But it starts with who you are. We are capable of doing everything we desire to do. The only thing that stops us is the downloads that we got from the ages zero to seven, the meanings we made of those, 
and how we solidified those meanings over the years. So the first thing we have to do is Exodus 14, 14. Let God, the universe, fight those battles for you. If your heart is telling you, I need to help the homeless. And, the, and when you align yourself with that and you're working towards that, you have all the energy in the world. There is no fear. There's a, there's a certain level of anxiousness because you're in it, you're excited and it, you are in your purpose. But when you compile on the stuff that the people, the people around you who do not see you for who you are, or let me refer, they see you for who you are. They just don't want you to be who you are. Oh, no, you shouldn't do that. Are you sure? That's a lot of stuff. Girl, I don't know why you're doing all that. It's going to be a problem. It was a problem before you got here. It's going to be a problem when you leave. When you have all that popping at you and you don't have a community of people that see you for who you are and telling you, hey, you did a great job. I saw it in you when I first met you. You know you could do. If you, you live in it. Go ahead, Mr. Phil. You live in that. Well, it's all an illusion anyway. You see the fan in Alicia's... Uh picture mm-hmm. now do you think it's doing that is it really stopping and going and stopping and going and going backward going forward going backward going forward no it's going around like a fan but because of our perception we see it stopping and going stopping and going stopping and going so it all comes down to your perception how you look at things that is so true and i did not recognize it until you pointed it out because it looks like it's doing it and then <laughs> thank you Actually, I'm I sure think it's not when you're when you're speaking or anything like that. Make sure remember, Deanna, we when you had your fan and then you changed it because it's. I mean, it's hard on the eyes and distracting when you're speaking, and even that, you know, if she was on some other Zoom, they'd probably correct her on that because it is a little hard on the eyes to see the motion going while you're trying to. Because when you have the whole thing out, um, so the fans can be distracting. Just bring it down so that it's here and not up there. Well, a little mispractical, but that's not the reason why I pointed it I out. I know, but I, I, I've been wanting to say, I've been like, should I say this or not say it? And then, then I got the opening, so I went for oh, it. Oh, okay. And you've done that a lot with me, so... <laughs> Two wrongs do make a right. But that's crazy how I didn't I didn't consider that a wrong. What was that, Sandra? I was just saying that's that's interesting how you're bringing that up because it it makes sense as far as how I'm looking at the greatness that I know I have in me and how it's going to move and, and be presented to the world. And the task of helping people, that that fan going around, I can see it over her. So I see how powerful it is. 
I see that it's a continuation, but if I if I stop looking at it, I can focus on what she's saying versus having that distract me. Is that like saying that I'm I'm looking too far into that greatness and knowing what I have already been told and shown? Because I know that it's I know that it's going around. I know that it's circulating. But to know that and to continue to keep my attention on that versus keeping my attention on what is helping me to get there, which would be what is coming out of her mouth. And to hold on to that to move forward versus keeping my attention on that thing already knowing what it's doing. Is that like, I'm just saying that, I, putting all that together just made sense to me, that's all. It's because to be focusing on one versus the other, which is gonna help me to get to where I need to be, makes sense. Okay, thank you. No, no ma'am, no ma'am, thank you. Thank you, because you just said something absolutely beautiful. I know what the fan is doing. So if I, fo- I know what it's doing, I know exactly what it's doing. But if I focus on it and that's and the purpose of me being here is to focus on what Talisha is saying and I choose. Right, right, right. On the, on the fan, I'm choosing to focus on my distraction and not my purpose. Right, which makes so which makes no sense because although it makes sense, because you're not going to get anywhere looking at something that you already know that is is placed there for the purpose of doing what it's doing and it's doing its job, but to focus on what it's doing, I'm losing what I am supposed to be doing because I'm supposed to be focusing on what's coming out of your mouth. So I'm making a conscious decision and or choice to put my attention on what is already functioning as it should be. And I'm not functioning as I should be. So the help that's coming to me, I'm ignoring because I'm focusing on what is already in place to do what it's supposed to do. And I need the help to get to where that fan is actually doing. Okay. I feel kind of bad about all that, but you know, I, I do, I do have floaters that are going around. So my eyes are always in a strain um, place. So I'm, you know, I'm like picking at these floaters. So I have to really focus on these calls and then the lights. So, you know, no, Mrs. I think I brought it up. I'm glad you said it because it, it speaks to my, detailed because I'm extremely detailed. I, I am extremely detailed. I, I look for all the eyes that I haven't dotted because they look like ones without the eye. I look for all the T's that are not crossed because they look like eyes without the, the topping. So it's like you help me to understand that I have to pull myself in and focus on what's coming out of the mouth versus, you know what I mean? 
already get that. Already God has already shown me the vision. Already, already got that. So I need to just it's not fear of failure unless I allow it to be a failure. But how can it be a failure if I already know what's going to happen? Just go towards what's in place to happen versus being distracted by what is already in place. That made sense to me. Thank you. No, thank you. Class is over. Miss Aunt, Miss Aunt, Miss Sandra, done, she done broke it all down. <laughs> okay. And Miss Susan, please don't apologize because everything happens for a reason. Yeah, it, it all works out. It's just, I still feel the same regardless of me having floaters or anything in a professional way. You know, you want, you don't want the fan going over your head. Um, but, you know, it's, 90 degrees everywhere and we're hottest ever so it is hot for real <laughs> Let, I, I'm putting, a, putting all that putting all that aside that wasn't why i brought the fan up i brought the fan up because it looks like it's stopping and going stopping and going and going backwards in our perception it looks like it's stopping and going to the, and we know in reality it's not you know in reality it's it's a continual circle so this means that sometimes our perception isn't right. We may see things doing one way, and in reality, they're doing something else. That's why Robin Williams said reality. What an interesting concept. And I find myself at times knowing what's going on, but still perceiving it as that's something new. That's fascinating. I've never seen that before. And getting distracted. See, Mr. Phil brought that up because that's what our perception does. And when Miss Susan brought up what she brought up, Miss Sandra wonderfully said, Well, yeah, you know, I see it. I know it, I know what it's supposed to do. Perception. But it's not doing what it's supposed to do, because from what I'm seeing. But if I stay focused on this because it's doing something I know it's not supposed to be doing and not focusing on the fact that Talisha's talking and my purpose is to listen to Talisha talk, I'm purposely deciding to be distracted with what I know is supposed to be going in this circle this way, but it looks like it's doing this and then that and then it stops and then it rotates and then like it literally looks like it's doing this and then it stops and then it go this way and then it stops and then sometimes it looks like it kind of jerks because it's trying to decide what it's gonna do. Yeah, I I I didn't pick out all of that. <laughs> and I have to avoid looking at her. <laughs> Otherwise I start seeing the black dots everywhere and I'm seeing them anyways. Then they get bigger is what happens. You good, Talisha. I see your facial expression. <laughs> no, I was looking at your, your facial expression. I was saying, you okay. We were, Mr. Phil pointed something out to us about your ceiling fan. And then Miss Susan pointed something out to us. And so, but Miss Sandra took both of what they said and just completed the whole class for us. When you know your purpose and your folk and you, you see your purpose, Talisha's our purpose. So we looking at Talisha. 
But then in the corner of our eye, we see the fan. So we start slowly veering towards the fan. And we go back to Talisha. <laughs> she she moved the camera. <laughs> and we start veering towards the fan again and we look at Talisha. Then we start veering towards the fan again. And then we just all of a sudden get stuck on the fan. The fan is the inconsistency. The fan is the inconsistency of life. Talisha is the purpose in life. The fan is the inconsistency. So what are we supposed to learn from this situation? Stay focused on Talisha because the fan is going to do what the fan do. It's supposed to do what it does. But how you perceiving the fan determines if you're going to keep your focus on the fan or if you are going to, okay, please forgive me, y'all. Uh, Grace, can you just say something? This is Antonio. Give me one second. He is out of town. Hold on. <laughs> Y'all heard that. I don't go behind good preaching. So, uh, yeah, keep your eye on what you're supposed to keep your eye on, okay? The cliche to say keep your eye on the prize, but it, that's really what it is, okay? Because it's a prize. That's what you're focused on. That's what you're looking toward to get it, whatever that is. $10,000 a month, a million dollars a month, whatever it is, a brand new house, brand new car. That's your prize. So you got to stay focused on it. And you will get distracted. World. Yeah, you will get distracted. Okay. So you got to, you know, keep going and, and, and acknowledge, okay, yeah, I got distracted. Don't be like, man, no, I ain't get distracted. Don't lie to yourself. You know, okay. You know, you got distracted. It's okay. You got distracted. Own up to it. Get back on track. Okay. It's the GPS. Oh, okay. Made a wrong turn. Okay. Let me get back to where I was going. So I and get... then my point was things may not be the way they appear. That's right. Okay. Just like the side mirrors that say on, on the car. Okay. Objects may seem smaller than they appear. Yeah. Okay. Two are far larger than they appear. So, yeah. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome, Grace. But no, okay. that. I just want to mess with Trinace. I just want to see if she was sick today, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm taking uh, my first son to the vet today. That's right. We're we're praying that, that he he behaves and has good behavior today. Yeah, he's sitting in his front seat like he gonna be all right, but we gonna see when he get here. He's an introvert, and all them other dogs just drive him. It gives him anxiety. That's all. He's an introvert. That's it. Yeah, he is because there is another dog at the house, and he does not be bothered with that other dog. That dog is a familiar. Them other ones, he don't know. They they give him anxiety. He ain't trying to do all that. <laughs> But no, I think I the reason why I said class is over after what oh hold on one second y'all uh, Grace if you can pick back up on well apparently class is over I don't know but <laughs> oh no 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 class isn't over and Tony oh, okay. follow me okay. that's what I said pick back okay. up okay it's okay so um yeah, I don't, I don't remember. But uh, excuse yeah, that, me, Grace. While yes, you're getting ready Go to go on, can I just say this, please, before you get going? Um, I'm loving how you look. Text me fast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you. You hear the music. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, Cassandra. <laughs> oh no, but yeah, overcoming. Oh, go ahead, Urban. And I, I, I say this, it's, it's, it's easy, especially in this age that we, that we are all living in. Um, we see things on, on social media quickly. And sometimes we're, we're like, oh, and we're always taking in some kind of information because this is the age we live in. But it's important that we do not compare ourselves to other people because there, there isn't there isn't really any competition. We have to just be true to who we are. And and if we lose the focus of of ourselves, then we can get wound up pretty quickly in that fan, in that fan that's 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 in that's in the room with Talisha. It's be real easy because we're not even looking at ourselves, we're, we're looking at the external, you know, we're looking at everything else except for us. So um, kind of, kind of let you know, to be aware of the fans in your life, <laughs> to be, to be real aware of those and to not let that. Yeah, I know it's cliche. You were saying, keep your eyes on the prize, but it it's always worth it to keep your eyes focus on what you know on on your calling because it's obvious you need it but also somebody else needs it so kind of let you know beware of the fans in your life don't 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 go off in the cut just stay stay focused stay focused so basically i missed the conversation about mind your business basically mind your business mind your business or as miss one from uh We'll say we going on um minding our business, minding our business. That's that's the conversation I just missed. Oh yeah, Miss we gotta mind our business. Yes, one of my favorite movies. Miss One, I love Miss One. <laughs> yeah, we gotta be minding our business. I thought about when you were saying that. Um Flowers grow up next to each other. They don't care about how the other one left the other one blooming or not blooming or this one bloomed um, before me or they don't care about none of that. They just doing their own thing, minding their business. Living in their purpose, no distractions. They just don't care. That makes sense. Yeah. Because okay, so think about it. The flowers is the fan. It's going to do what it do. How we perceive it is either going to move us forward or halt us in our steps. Okay, Deanna, I got to stop you right here. It Go ahead. <laughs> I was trying Go to get ahead. to my button. <laughs> the flower, right? And the fan. Is it ironic that the fan is designed as a flower, like <laughs> the petals around that mm. circular. <laughs> I they have it. all of the seeding yeah. in it. That's like so amazing. Okay. That sounds like lucky in our head. If we. The greatest way 
that I can put it. Who who has seen Biker Boys? Not everybody. Everybody uh, log off. Everybody that's seen it, or every, some whoever haven't seen it, they need to just lead the road. Yeah. <laughs> Look, okay, okay well, bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> well, okay. There's this. There's a scene, and it's the movie with Lawrence Fishburne. There's a scene because he's the greatest motorcycle racer in the area. He runs his own gang and everything. Like he, he's the guy to be. There's this kid coming up who just so well, I don't want to tell y'all the story. Okay. Anyways, there's this kid coming up. He's a great racer too. But he's a kid. There we go. That's it. Wait a minute. A reboot or a sequel? Oh, that's Derek Luke. Oh, okay. I'm I'm a new Derek Luke. Player. I cannot remember his name. Yeah. He played an Antoine Fisher and a whole bunch of other movies too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna need that sequel or that reboot. Either one. It, okay, see, I did the fan thing. Shiny things. Shiny things. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But there's a scene at the very end where the kid finally understands something. He's so driven towards his purpose, which is the end of the line, that when he went into his zone, all he could see was the finish line. It was tunnel vision to the finish line. He couldn't see anything else but the finish line the finish line is the purpose but before he got to that point there were a lot of inconsistencies in his life and he used those inconsistencies in a toxic way and made excuses for why why he didn't have this why he wasn't doing that why 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 but when he focused on his purpose which was the finish line he went tunnel vision nothing else around him existed but he wouldn't have gotten there without the inconsistencies teaching him a lesson your purpose is tunnel vision inconsistencies will happen how you perceive those inconsistencies determine if you live in them or if you move out of them. I want to pre- I want to ask you all a question. Because every last one of you have dealt with some fear in some shape form or fashion and you've overcome that fear. So how has embracing the imperfections help you overcome your fears and embrace new challenges. I'll start. I ain't never want to teach. Why? Because I'm afraid of speaking publicly. I know that sounds crazy. I know that sounds crazy. I took speech and debate freshman year in high school. I ain't want to talk then, but I like to talk. But to sit in front of you and teach something or to sit in front of you and have a conversation about something that's passionate to me, shh, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. Close your mind. 
I don't look like a fool. No. But my purpose requires me to sit in front of you and to share with you my deepest, darkest secrets. Now, everybody who who wrote who everybody who grew up like me, what goes on in this house stays in this house. So the fact that I have to be transparent, the hell, I'm not doing that. But my purpose requires me to be transparent. So do I see a hand, Talisha? So do I live in my purpose and be transparent and tell you guys my struggles? Or does the universe got me jacked up and I'm going to sit here quiet and you ain't never going to know nothing about me? What's more important, the inconsistencies or your purpose? Talisha, then Renee. Okay, so I have two things. One, I want to answer your question. And two, I had a, I had a question about what you said before you asked the question. About the way you, when you said about um, our dreams is the, uh, the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to know, can we also, is the vortex the tunnel or is the vortex the vibration of the tunnel? Both in. Okay. Because I was trying to understand, like, because I, I, when I'm kind of like what I told y'all earlier about the whole my heart speaks before my mind when I know it's God talking to me to do something. Um, so I wanted to know is it the action of my dream or is it the feeling I have? Is one because you know how Abraham Hicks always says, stay in the vortex. She always says, stay aligned. And so I need to know what that alignment looks like and feels like so I know that that's where I'm at then my heart is telling me to do stuff every decision when you're in the vortex when you're in the tunnel vision every decision you make comes with peace there hell could be on earth breaking loose and you decide no I'm gonna focus on this business and you have peace in that you in your tunnel vision, you in your alignment, therefore you're in your ver- your vortex. Um, so to add to that, because I, I had a long conversation with Tracy last night and uh, we got to talking and I told her, I was like, everyone's telling me to go get a job, but I don't want to do that. Like I have my friends, they'll tell me go um, to the shit. Like I hear this a lot. Just you're good with kids. You should be a teacher. But there's other ways to teach kids without being a teacher. Yes, don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. I don't. No. I was about to say, Grace. <laughs> no, no. Grace, you, I, every time I hear you talk about just like, I used to be there. I'm glad Grace felt the same way because I, like, I did the YMCA for a while. I was the site director there. I've done the camps in the summer, you know, all the kids. But that's when I was in college, you know, like, I will, my energy level was up there with those kids. Now it's just like, uh, yeah, I want to do something other than this, you know? Um, so with your question that you, you asked, if you could re reset one more time so I can, cause I was going somewhere with it, but can you re ask the question again? 
I'm not going to lie to you, Talisha. I forgot what I asked. Grace, do you remember what question I asked? It just came out. Well, I don't. Like it literally, it just the question just came out. Does anyone remember the question? It was a good question. I do remember that. It was. Just to... <laughs> Does anybody remember the question? Because it, I literally, like, it just flowed out of my mouth while I was talking. I had no conscious decision to ask the question. It just literally just came out. Oh, I remember now. How has embracing imperfection help you overcome your fear and embrace the new challenges with confidence? Bam, there we go. Got it. Okay, so to answer that question, I'm still living it at this moment. My imperfection of thinking that I need to get everything together, which I already have the online classes and stuff that I want to teach. However, after talking to Tracy, what these kids are struggling with is like I need to restructure my whole agenda, you know. And so the imperfection, I like Antonio always say, you just go with it. Like get the get the deal first and then start moving. Because I also realize you have to ask those questions to your prospect first to kind of figure out how to conduct or structure your business or structure your courses to them. And so just asking some uh, questions to Tracy on what are some things that the kids struggle with during school that she noticed and what she was telling me, I was just like, oh, wow, um, this is some deep stuff, you know? So it's just like, yeah, I want to teach some etiquette, but this needs to be dealt with immediately, you know? So, um, oh, she's here. Hi. <laughs> she's down here. Um, so that got my heart thinking like, don't worry about imperfection right now. And currently me, y'all, I, I have been out of a job for a week now. I ain't even stressed. <laughs> I ain't even stressed. And you'll think I'll be like, oh my gosh, you need rent is gonna be due next month. You need to do this, this, and this. And I'm just like, let me stay focused what you've been talking about this whole time. Stay focused on what you are trying to get at and then the rest will flow. So when, it, like you said, imperfections, I need to not worry about them because imperfections mean, meaning I'm worried about being perfect. And I need to steer away from that because perfection doesn't always help the situation. Things are messy. If I live, if I live life long enough and I've seen what I've seen so far, life is messy. <laughs> it's messy. So um, it has helped me realize that I can't go by the book all the time. That's what I wanted to say. No, thank you. Thank you very much for sharing. Thank you very much for sharing. Yes, ma'am. Uh, uh, Miss Renee, you you had your hand raised too. Oh, listen, what Talisha said, that was just a breath of fresh air. Um, I... I was listening to to tell you guys, and I was like, you know, I think I train I trained myself for for years to not be an upfront, upstage type person because, um, I mean, hey, I'm I'm Renee. I'm I'm kind of used to being in the cut. I'm used to, um, I am I'm used to kind of being slept on. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I I'm just 
I'm from a, I got a big family. Now my, my mother was very, you know, I don't think she ever met a stranger, but my dad was a little bit more of a recluse at times. So I think I get a little bit, but then I have my moments where I can be like, but I, I think I trained myself for years being a behind the scenes type person. And there's a lot of educators in my family and people always ask, you going to be a teacher in that? And I was like, oh, heck no, I ain't going to do none of that. I was like, I don't have patience. And I would tell people, if a kid raised up on me, I ain't going to be a teacher that day. Okay, I'm sorry. A kid roll up on me is every man for himself because I'm going to check that kid. And then I won't be working with kids no more. So um, I knew that. <laughs> but it's funny because people have asked me to teach, like starting teaching Bible study and stuff. And I'm like, man, and I'm like, I really don't want to teach. I don't want to teach nothing. I just want to listen. And there are people that are far more experienced that actually probably like this. And I really don't like it. But, you know, you're trying to be obedient and stuff to leadership. So I was like, all right, but Lord, I do not want to do this. Um, but I, I think I trained myself for years to, to just kind of be that behind the scenes type of person. And I'm like, I don't have to really be saying, I just, you know, if I do something for somebody, I, you ain't gotta, people ain't gotta know about it. I just do it because the love is there. And that's all I want to do is just have that heart for other people and be like, all right, cool. You ain't got enough. <laughs> but, um, also there I'm being pushed more to being like, all right, all right, Renee, you know what I'm saying? We need your help. Um, and you guys got to do it. And I'm like, what? And, and prophets put me out there, but Antonio put, put me out there and, and people be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Renee can do it. And I'm like, wait, no, 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 Renee can't. Why are you volunteering me? What is going on? No, don't volunteer me. And look at me. If I do it, don't at me just stop looking at me just turn around like I would like for you to do um but I've been it's it's and it's still um like but I'm I still feel you know the anxiety but then I'm just like okay um you know they're gonna call you Renee so you might as well get ready and you might as well you know what I'm saying um but I realize it's in it's in me. I tried to suppress it because I think I was I spent I spent so many time so so many so ah, so much time with being like, well, if I'm upstage, then people can people can say this or they can say that about me. And and I was worried that I didn't have the confidence in order to be up front. I was worried because I was like. I was like, if I can, if they can't see me, they can't say nothing. You know, I'm like, but now I'm like, yeah, there's some things that I'm like, I don't really want to be up front. But then now I'm just like, I'm getting to a point where I'm like, hey, if I'm gonna be up front, I'm like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be who I am. If you don't like it, oh well, but you can take it. You can take me because I'm gonna give you who I am. <laughs> We were at church, you guys, one time, and they were about to serve people. We were about to serve people, and they were like, all right, we need to, someone needs to make an announcement that we're ready, and I'm in church, and we at the fellowship hall, and I said, yo, 
And I said, I said, we have two different lines. I was like, so you guys can go on to both lines. And I said, thank you very much. I was, you know, but I literally yelled out. I was like, yo, and everybody stopped and everybody looked. And I was like, thank you. And everybody heard me. And I just was like, hey, I know I say yo, and I know we in church, but it's all right. I mean, hey, I didn't say a bad word. I just said yo, but I got everyone's attention. But it's, um, I'm getting used to being out in front of folk, but it took years of just kind of being that shy girl that didn't want to be seen. Um, but now I'm just like, see me, hear me. Um, but if you don't want to, then turn me off. I, but I'm still going to be here. So it's um, it gets better. It gets a whole lot better. But I had to stop lying to myself. I had to. I had to stop lying. And um, once I stopped lying to myself and truly being me and not just to select folk, because <laughs> sometimes I would be real selective and and be like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, forget it. I ain't gonna be selective. You're gonna see some, you're gonna see my personality. You may not see it in certain situations because you may not be around me in those situations, but you're still going to see me. And if you like it, that's great. But if not, <laughs> I'm still gonna breathe. So you know what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, thanks for letting me share. No, thank you for sharing. Yes, thank you very much for sharing. Thank you. I'm grateful for all of you for sharing. I'm always grateful when all of you share because it lets me know that I said something of substance. And that's one of my fears. My fear of failure is teaching you and nothing happens. Like, <laughs> well, you do an awesome job. I just have to jump in and say that while I can. I love it. I always do, always get something from you, and I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Miss Sandra. That means a lot. That means a lot. That, that, that really does. Thank you. Yana, have yeah. you ever said something you just got crickets on this call? Oh, yeah. On this call? Yeah. Oh. It happens. Like it it happens. And it and I had to learn that that's okay. It's okay if you get crickets. Because that 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 means one of a few different things. If you get crickets, that means well, nobody listening. If you get crickets, that means they were listening and they're absorbing. And if you get crickets, that means they was listening, absorbing. And excuse my language, but you got them fucked up because you done rubbed them the wrong way. Because that's why I get quiet. I'm either multitasking and not listening. I'm absorbing what you're saying. Or you got me all the way messed up right now. And the best thing for me to do is just stay quiet. Because what's really going on right now is you all, as, as Renee say, you all up in my driveway, you in my house, in my kitchen, in my refrigerator without my permission. And that's the problem. So I'm okay with the silence because I also understand that somewhere in that, seeds are being planted. And my purpose 
is to plant seeds that grow in you so that whoever you come across, you deliver those seeds to them. You help them heal, therefore healing the next generation. See, I, let me tell, okay, I'm going to be extremely transparent right now. Like, extremely transparent. I know my purpose. Not everybody can say that. And not everybody will admit that. But I know my purpose. I've had too many conversations with my ancestors. I've had too many conversations with God. I know my purpose. But my purpose scares the hell out of me because my purpose does not end when I die. That's how big it is. It scares me because it touches too many people. That's how big it is. My mission is to save the world. That's scary as hell. That freezes me in fear. Because what if I do it the wrong way? What if I don't fulfill it? What if I miss somebody? I've gone to see my grandmother who has passed away, my dad's my dad's mom. I've stood there with her and I've had conversations with her. I've had conversations with my mom's mom. I've had conversations with God. My focus are women like me and children. Because women like me break people because we're broken and don't know we're breaking people because we don't know we're broken. Therefore, we break the next generation of men and women and make it worse. See, if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, I am going to raise a man who is going to destroy any woman or best friend or lover that comes across his path. If I had a daughter, it would be worse because I would teach her not to respect the man in the household, buck him at every given moment and be independent. And when I say independent, I mean the negative perception of independent, not the independent as in I can be the creator and this and this and that and that with the support of a helpmate because I'm also a helpmate. Then I'm teaching my son that a woman don't love you if she ain't fighting with you. So my purpose are women like me and kids. That's where my heart is. I tell you, Talisha, all the time, we the same person. Me and Grace, same damn person. Me and Renee, same person. Same person. Big kids who love the world and just want to have fun. But we got broken. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. But along the lines, we got busted up and broken in some shape, form, or fashion. So we grew up protecting our kid. And in protecting our kid, we stopped living in our purpose because everything triggers our protectors. It is my responsibility to tell you to let your kid live 
and let your protector die. I had to have a conversation with my protector. Yeah. I had to have a conversation with my protector yesterday. Well, don't have this call. Keep going. I, I did. I had to have a conversation with my protector yesterday. I had to tell her, hey, look, I love you and I understand what you're doing, but you are literally killing me. Every time you come prote- to every time you come up to protect me, you hurt me. My purpose is to be a big kid because what does Jesus say? Come to me as a child. I can't go to him as a child if you're blocking me from moving. My purpose in life is to be a kid because how I receive things as a kid, I can relay it better to somebody else and I can relay it to people just like me. The big kids who have protectors that started protecting them at a young age and don't know how to let go. So I had to tell my protector yesterday, you're literally killing me and I need you to leave. I love you and I thank you, but your time is up. Let me be my kid. Talisha, you're the same way. Grace just figured out she's the same way. Renee figured it out, but because she has profit, profit pushes her. Prophet tells her protector, go and get out of here. I got her now. Let her be free. When we come across people like Prophet, Prophet says something. She said something earlier about Prophet. And I, and I, I, I wanted to tell Renee, I'm going to pray for you because Prophet is just like Antonio. I have the freedom to be a kid because of Antonio. He allows me to be a kid and be free and do whatever the hell makes me happy. You have to talk to, that's my purpose, to talk to the three of you. And I can't do that living in fear and looking at my inconsistencies as negative. Told y'all I was going to be transparent. You better stop it. Okay, you better do it. You're doing it right now. No, tell me what if you miss somebody. No, you only miss somebody if you don't do it. Okay, you already know what to do. So, because one of us is going to learn it and then tell somebody else what we learn. That's how you don't miss nobody. Thank you, Grace. Thank you so much. I'm go awesome. ahead. Oh, go ahead, Talisha, and Mr. No, Phil. Go ahead. Phil unmuted. <laughs> go ahead, Mr. Phil. Being perfect is being right. Being your best is willing to be wrong. You got to give up the need to be right all the time. We know people like that. You tend to try to tell them something to help them. They'll justify what they're doing. They'll never admit that they're not right. And that, that's a long and winding road. Perfect love casts out all fear. Mm. Thank you so much, Mr. Phil. That is a road. Let me tell you something. Because I, I was that person. She still creeps up. I was that person. I had to be right all the time. All the time. I had to be right. But my kid doesn't, my kid doesn't have to be right. My, my soul doesn't have to be right. But my soul has to live. If I'm trying to protect myself from everything in the world, I miss the lessons learned. I miss the love that is given. 
I miss the experience of being here. And I've had this battle several times. Each time it's different. And when I have I a question. Oh, please go ahead. Who, who gets to determine what's right? I mean, this is, I mean, it, it, right. What, what, what makes right, right. So at the grand scheme of things, your right is whatever your right is. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's a Bible. Yes. There's all kinds of other scriptures and what have you that, that guide us. But at the end of the day, I can read the same script, the scripture you read and get a different interpretation. So okay. in, the, in the grand scheme of things, what is right? You know, we, we will stay stuck if, we, if we're so busy thinking it's on or off, left or right, up or down. It's variables in all of that. And so there is no one right. That's my belief. Doesn't mean I'm right. Get it? Doesn't mean I'm right. But that's what I believe. Who gets to make that decision? Because, because if I'm quiet, it doesn't mean I didn't listen to you. I might right. be quiet because I'm reflecting. I might be quiet because I'm confused. I might be quiet because I didn't hear you. But what's right is right. whatever's right. And I know that sounds crazy, but that's, no. that's what I keep getting when we're having this conversation. No, that is, that does not sound, that sounds sane to me. And it took me a while to get to that. What's right for Miss Adonia? may not be my what what her right is may not be my right my right is to be a big ass kid that's right to me i heard this when i was 22 years old bobby brownfield i still remember the clothes i was wearing when he told me this i was 22 years old so that was you do that that was 50 years ago he says everybody's got a different way of counting yes and it, it's and it's wonderful. And it took me when you're trying to be perfect, that means your right is the only right. That's why imperfection doesn't exist. There's no such thing as there, I mean, there's no such thing as perfection. Perfection is you living in your right. So when there is silence on a call. I used to get nervous. And that energy was pushed off on y'all. But the more I just be transparent and tell y'all my experiences and what I learned, Miss Adonia, unmute her mic. <laughs> because I'm in my right. This is. This is what's right to me. And because it's right to me, y'all talk. And I've learned to be okay with that because everybody's right is different. Like Mr. Donia was saying, and like Mr. Phil was saying, everybody, and it took, it took me a long time to get there. Like I'm 40. And this is a concept that is finally solidifying within myself. Each one of you in this square is a different person, a different human experience. We are all one living different experiences. So what's right for my experience, I can't push on you. And that's what that's the mistake we make as parents. So when I told you my purpose was people like me and kids, because I know if I work with the people who are like me, 
the kids will be okay. My, my ultimate purpose are children. Giving them safe spaces. Giving them a space to experience the human experience without getting destroyed for it. But I have to start with me and then people like me to make sure that the kids are okay. So in doing that, I had to understand something. While me and Talisha are the same, we two completely different, different human experiences. And what's right for me is not right for her. And everything she does is perfect because it's her experience. My inconsistencies don't look like her inconsistencies because we're two different human experiences. I can only share what I did to come out of my inconsistencies. And fear is the number one thing. Fear created my protector. But because I am tired of the fear and I am learning from my fear instead of living in my fear, I'm telling her, look, I get you trying to protect me, but you hurting me more than you helping me. You are killing my human experience. So either we work together and we become one like we supposed to be, or you get up and get the hell out. Because at this point, I can't, me and you can't coexist anymore. And if you gon' protect me, protect me in this experience. If I'm, if, if an inconsistency comes my way and fear come up, you protect me by, by saying, no, don't live in that fear. Move that fear side and move through it because what's on the other side is even better. That's how you protect me. You don't protect me by saying, excuse my language, y'all. That's how I talk to myself. Bitch, stop. Don't move. Stay still. Don't go that route. That's not how you protect me. You protect me by saying, girl, if you don't move through this, me, you gonna fight. That's how you protect me. I know my purpose. My purpose scares me. Like, for real, for real. Because it's big. I've stood in a graveyard, looked around, like, man, all these people die without living their dreams. Les Brown says the richest place in the world is a graveyard. And I stood there and experienced the richest place in the graveyard for what it was and was like, there are centuries of dreams and hopes and aspirations locked underneath this ground. So the greatest thing that I can do is live in my purpose so the ones that are above ground can live their dreams, their aspirations, and goals. Because I know why they're blocked. They're scared and they don't know it. They're broken and living in their brokenness and don't know it. And they're teaching their kids brokenness and don't know it. When you know better, you have to do better. Do you know how scary as hell it is to know that stuff? And to know that you play a part in healing it, that is scary. That is scary AF. For those of you who didn't get that abbreviation, that's a scary ass book. And I pause in that. 
I'm not the only one responsible, but I'm responsible for the people that are drawn in from my light. But if I don't share my light, they'll never get drawn in. And because of the law of compensation, um, give and receive, um, sowing and reaping, if I don't sow, I don't reap. And what I want to reap is healing for everybody. But if I ain't sowing healing, I ain't getting it. And that's scary. Hey, Carmen's a bitch. Let me tell you something. And I do believe in reincarnation. And I'm not trying to come back and do this over again. I'm tired. Okay? Okay? I'm tired. I don't do this no more. I'm 40. I got about a good 40, 45 more years left to get it straight, to make sure that I help as many people as possible. And at the age of 40, I'm sitting here with, I literally have a knot in my stomach because I'm like, how the hell am I gonna do all this? It's so much for this human experience. But if I learn from my inconsistencies, I will also understand that God will fight the battle for me and put people next to me that will help me. Jesus ain't do it by himself. He had 12 other people, well, 11 other people. And when I tell y'all, y'all going, this going to be blasphemy, but I get why Judas did what he did. He got scared. He was, he was living in his inconsistencies. And in his inconsistency, that inconsistency was strong. And he was like, man, look, hold on, what y'all say? <clears throat> you want me to do what? Because, you know, I got these bills to pay. I ain't, you know, I've been traveling with this man. I got these bills to pay. You going to give me what? So I ain't got to, really? The inconsistency of struggle popped up for him. And when he realized what he did, he was like, oh, my God, No. I really, I, part, I partook in that. I don't want that for myself. Go ahead, Mr. Phil. Well, my spin on Judas is a little different. Go for it. I want to hear it. Let's do it. My spin on Judas is he thought he was doing what Jesus wanted him to do. Because think about it. He had this, they have this evening where he washes their feet, and this is my body, and this is my blood, and there's all this. He, Jesus made that Last Supper pretty intense. And he says, and guess what? To, to pull this off, one of you is going to deceive me. And he looks at Judas. And Jesus said, oh, good, because Judas was the guy in charge of the money. He was the, he was a money guy. So so Judas said, oh, good, I'm going to get to be part of this. I get to be the one to turn Jesus over so he will defeat the Romans and set up the kingdom. So when he did that, that's why he threw the money back. He said, I'm not doing this for the money. And then when he saw what happened, it distressed him so much, he hung himself. So that's my potential spin on Judas. I never thought of it that way. Huh. When the Christians being eaten by the lions in the Colosseum, that was God's infomercial. Because <laughs> think about it, you got tens of thousands of people sitting in the Colosseum watching these Christians being eaten by lions. And while they're being eaten by the lions, they're praising God and praising Jesus. And all those people sitting in the stands said, man, what do they got to know that I don't know? I wouldn't be doing that. I better check out this Christianity stuff because they know something I don't know. It's a really good infomercial. I think differently. And it's wonderful and it's perfect. And I love it. 
because it makes me think differently. And when I think differently, it opens me up to different experiences and I learn from it. But if I would have been locked in, locked up and not able to learn, everything Mr. Phil just said would have been offensive to me. And I would not have grown from that. Everything in life is a growth process. It's an opportunity to become who it is you're looking to become. Now, what Mr. Phil said, it got my whole brain like, man, I never thought about that. That's a different aspect. Life is about looking at human experiences and learning from that. So now when I read the Bible, my perspective is going to be a little bit different when I read different things. Like, man, was they really thinking this? Because this is how I see it. But there's also the possibility that this could have been what's going on in their head. Judas thought he was doing the absolutely perfect thing. And that's how we have to view everybody else. Uncle Romy Rome is doing the absolute perfect thing. Trinace is doing the absolutely perfect thing. Melissa's doing the absolutely perfect thing. Miss Brenda's doing the absolutely perfect thing. But just because it's not my experience don't mean it ain't right. Don did something last night and I just had to have a conversation with him. But to him, that was right for him. But to me, uh, first off, what we not going to do is that. Mommy loves you, but we ain't doing that. And I'll tell y'all what he did. It was 11 o'clock. I'm like, it's time for you to go to bed. He was like, mommy, why do I have to go to bed early? I said, because you start school next week and your body needs to get used to the bedtime. But mommy, I'm already, I already know it. I already know my bedtime. I don't understand why I got to go to sleep. I'm not even sleepy. Because your body has to get used to your bed. Your body has to get used to your bedtime. I mean, he got so frustrated where it brought him to tears. And when I realized that, I sat up and I said, first of all, you're arguing with him. And I said in a calm voice, you're arguing with mommy. Well, why are you arguing, arguing with mommy? Because I already know. I, mm -mm. I need you to feel. And this is what I told him. I need you to feel mommy's question. Why are you arguing with your mother? And he paused and he looked at me. And he said, I forgot what he said. I said, should you be arguing with your mother? And he shook his head, no. I said, okay, I love you. Good night. To him, everything in his experience was right. I understood everything in this experience was right he had a very valid point mommy I know my bedtime mommy I'm I'm almost used to my bedtime but mind you this boy been going to sleep like four three four five o'clock in the morning it's summertime I'm like look do what you do <laughs> but I said didn't I tell you this before I took you to granny's house Yes, but I don't remember. So whose fault is that? 
And he was like, mommy, I understand it's my fault. But I'm not sleepy and I know my bedtime and I'm almost used to it. Like he had a very valid point. That was his, he was in his right. That was his right. Now, did it clash with my right? Yes, it did. Cause you going to sleep. Yana. Yes, sir. No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, Nellie did that yesterday. Exact same thing. I don't know what it was. She did the exact same thing. And then uh, she was like, I'm going to get my way because I woke up at two something in the morning. She was on her game. So you know, so I get where you're at right now. They're not, they not trying to get the point where we're coming from. Like, we got up this morning at 6 this morning to go to the park to, to walk, to go run, because y'all, that's why I was coming in, in the, uh, the thing late. Um, but I said, we're going to get you prepared because you're going to start having to wake up at 6 in the morning every day to get ready to school. So now only, don't look at this as a, oh, mommy's making me exercise. No, look at it as, I'm preparing you for next week because guess what? You're going to be getting up at the same time and then you have to go to bed. This is why I'm doing this. And, long, and on top of that, you're getting your exercise on. <laughs> but that was, she was in her right. Now imagine if our responses would have been different. Do as I say do. I said go to bed and we raised our voice and we cussed at them. Yelled at him, whooped him. What if that was the response? Did he go to sleep happy? No, because he didn't want to go to sleep. Did he go to sleep knowing his mommy loved him? Yes. Did he go to sleep knowing did that battle was not won by him? Yes. But he also went to sleep understanding, okay, I was wrong because I forgot. That's on me. Because I wasn't listening. Because I asked him, I said, well, when you going to sleep tonight, go ahead and think about where you went wrong. See, I know where I went wrong. I was talking to him while he was on his daggone tablet. I knew better. But I know I also made sure when that tablet went down while we was on the way out the door, hey, when we get back, you going to sleep at this time. everyone's right is their right and we can't take that from them because that's their experience that's why and I will say this until the day I take my last breath when my grandmother told me uh my mama told me when you worried about how dirty somebody else's house is it takes you off the focus of how dirty your house is so stop worrying about how dirty somebody else's house is and focus on your own house What's right to grace will not bother me because I'm only focused on my house. What's right to Talisha won't bother me because I'm only focused on what's right in my house. Period, point blank. So when it, when it comes to transcending inconsistency, you... Once you are over your fear of failure or success, whatever your fear is, and you your bounce back game is strong after that, 
you will understand that inconsistencies are just a part of life. The ebb and flow. Go ahead, Mr. Phil. Grace has something she's pulled up. Some of you have seen this before, but it's my interpretation of Jesus trying to talk his dad out of doing this thing the next day. It's called selling in the garden. I love it. Hey, Dad, how you doing? Do you have a minute? You know, this miracle thing, we got blind people seeing. We got lame people walking. Lazarus's family, huh, they are thrilled. Let me ask you a question. Let's say you let me hang out here, I don't know, a couple more years. You know, I'm 33, 35. By the way, a year is a day in your eyes. So I'm really asking you for a couple days. And I'll tell you what we do. Let's say we heal, I don't know, 10 people every morning, 10 people every afternoon, 20 people a day, six days a week. You do the math. Think how many people will be spreading your love, your light, and your truth. Can you just give me a couple more years? The time is now. So he leaves and he finds him sleeping. So he comes back. Hey, Dad, how about this? The fall. Think about it. Everything is dying in the fall anyway. If you just give me the summer, I think I can work with the boys. You know, they're not getting this. They think this is going to be a victory of flesh, a stabbing and killing. You and I know this is about the spirit. So if you give me the summer, I think I can work on them. It must be in the spring because it represents a new beginning. So he leaves and he finds him sleeping. So he comes back for one more shot. Hey, Pops, I got it. Monday. You know, nobody likes Monday. If you just give me the weekend. I'm going to call it Good Friday. Oh, Dad, you thought of everything. Thy will be done. I love it. I love it. I love it. You, you all should definitely go and subscribe to the Humor Consultants YouTube page. Because it's a lot on there. A lot of wonderful, wonderful stuff. Wonderful. Okay, Talisha. Yes. That's actually my favorite video. The, the 20th and the, then the 20th anniversary. That one's uh that one's really good too. He also, there's also some videos up there about communication. Now, y'all look, I know the humor consultants are all about the seventh sense your sense of humor. And when I tell you, Mr. Phil punches you in your face a couple of times in some of those videos. Um, yeah, but he does it in such a way that you don't realize you just got punched because you laughing and then you get punched and you, you, you go from, you go from, <laughs> huh? <laughs> but it, because of his delivery, it sticks. It really does stick. So definitely go check out the original Humor Consultants page. Mr. Fields and Mrs. Susan Sorrentino have dedicated their entire lives to helping us. So the least we can do is go subscribe and let and let the seeds fall, fall on fertile soil. Let me tell you. I mean, they started their company in 1980. Mm. 1981, 42 years. So I'm 42 years before I was born. They've been in business and they are still in business and still doing the do. 
And the moment a dismember, a.k.a. Charlie, pops out of production, I'm right there. I'm right there. Me and Don gonna have a child i'm gonna stick i'm gonna stick charlie in his backpack he and he gonna have a note with every teacher he talked to look if this bear come out his backpack leave him alone let him work through it and just shoot me an email so i can know what to do when i pick him up from school but don't let charlie out if if charlie come out his backpack let him have it if he walk over to the quiet corner because they have those in the classrooms now uh and he have his he have charlie with him if you see him ripping charlie up let him do it you want him to rip charlie up and not your all not your classroom okay thank you because he got his mama's temper and we working through it okay <laughs> let him have charlie and then i'm gonna recommend it for every single classroom go to the principal be like look i got something for you you need one of these and everyone in your classroom and you need one in the counselor's office it should not only be in the counselor's office. It should be in the counselor's office and every single classroom sitting there with a big smile on his face and just tell your kids, hey, if you feel a certain way, just walk up, grab Charlie, give Charlie a hug and let your kids, let, let your kids name him. Let your kids name him. Make it personal. <gasps> There's Charlie. Okay, y'all, I'm so sorry. I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> There's Charlie. Oh, yay. That's the, the humor, the original humor consultants, dismember. They go to head, they go to arms. I'm so looking forward to getting a I'm yeah. so looking forward to getting a Charlie. Man, can you imagine? But I want to thank all of you so much for joining me on this day uh grace who do we have tonight is 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 big sister trinace ready i'm i'm not sure uh <laughs> she's not sure either uh, <laughs> so i will talk to miss Taylor this evening to see what we're going to do on this evening uh well tell miss trinace if she does it tonight and it's gonna be the worst one she's ever done she can like she's gotten the worst one she's ever done out of the way she can make she can make a check next to it. They go, okay, well, I've already done the worst I've ever done, so whatever I do next can't be that bad. But that ain't the truth, because my very first one was the worst one I ever done. I cried the whole time. <laughs> and you were good still. I was just having anxiety. Ooh, Jesus. But I wanted, I wanted this really not prepared. I might try it. I'll see how I feel when I get home from work. Luke 12, 11, when brought in front of the judge and magistrates, give not thought to the words I speak, let the spirit flow. Ooh, come on, Mr. Phil. That one right there. That one right there. When Antonio ordained me to be a minister, I looked at him and I said, what's wrong with you? And then that scripture right there, every time I stood up, I was like, okay, let your words flow through me and not mine. And I don't remember any of my sermons. None of them. I don't remember them. They written down, but how they came out, I have no clue. Just like when Talisha asked me, what was that question again? I was like, I don't remember. It just kind of flowed out. And then I remembered. So, but thank you. I want to thank y'all so much for giving me this opportunity to be before you on the days that Antonio is traveling or 
needs rest or is unavailable. I really appreciate each and every one of you for allowing me to come to you and share with you, not teach you because you don't need to be taught, but to share with you my experiences in hopes that you can take what I did and not make the same mistakes. Uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful. You allow me a place to grow. So I thank each and every one of you so much for joining us. We will see you tomorrow morning. I love you all. You can plant better. You can dominate. See you all the tonight at seven. Love you. Love you more. <laughs> <laughs> special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.